everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Joy of Junk Journals, the Paper Outpost podcast. And uh, I thought I'd talk a little bit today about something I know absolutely nothing about, and that's the psychology of crafting. I'm kind of curious as to what brings you into your craft room or your craft area or your craft desk or your craft lap or your craft bed, wherever it is. Um, What draws you in there when you go in there? There's usually something pulling at your heartstrings or pushing you. You're either being pulled or pushed. And um, there's some motivation on some level that uh, is getting you in there. And I'm kind of curious as to what takes us into that realm of creativity. Why do we go there? Why do we choose to explore what we are uh, maybe challenged with or battling with or expressing? Um, Something says you just need to sit down with a few things and muck about for a bit. Okay, so I am mucking. I'm mucking in the craft room. Muckety muck muck. I don't know what I'm making. This is kind of fun. I just, I've been into rubber stamps lately. I don't know why. I I think it's because I cleaned out my rubber stamps and then I I went through, um, I missed them all. And it was like I gave away my children. You know, it was really (laughs) like this ridiculous thing. And they only made it as far as the garage. It's not like they made it very far. So, uh, and I I have dragged a few back into the homestead. Let me be very honest. And uh, I think there's a whole psychology around that. It's like, I don't want to, I, I just I just want to go I just want to go um, I don't know is it I want to go a world away a world away from regular life where I can just dive in and feel something different other than regular life or am I drawn towards the possibility of what could be maybe something magical or wonderful or um, intellectually stimulating. Um, creatively stimulating that's different from you know doing the dishes doing the regular stuff so what is it about um you that do you think draws you or pushes you into your craft room or pulls you into your craft room and uh i'm thinking about it geez you know um i come in here for 101 different reasons and one is i you know the way this whole journey evolved um you know, making the journals and then making way too many journals in one house could hold and probably thought it would be a good idea to learn how to sell some journals. So I tried to sell some journals and then I thought, well, it'd be a good idea to have a YouTube channel to show people that I have journals to get a bigger audience. Eyes on the books might help the sales. And then all of a sudden, somebody else, another crafter, who is actually uh, Gina from um, Firefly Studio 67, who said, why is it that, uh, you know, journal sellers, they, they show us all these beautiful journals, but they, they don't show us how to make them. They don't uh, um, teach us their skills. And I, I thought, gee, I never even knew that is something I should even contemplate. And of course, then I thought, well, gosh, do I, I have anything that, you know, teach anybody? I mean, like, there's lots of people, you know, out there teaching already, and everybody's got their own take. And how do you, you know, even embark on, you know, Uh, expressing how to do art I mean it's so personal and and this and that and uh, I thought well you know uh, I could I could maybe show them how to glue two pieces of paper together maybe somebody might find that interesting and take it in their own direction and go play with it and have fun in another way with it which um, inevitably happens that, that no matter you know even if you 
I found that even if I try and copy somebody else's work exactly, it never comes out exactly like theirs. And it, it, I always end up taking it in my own direction. And I'm guessing that that's probably what happens with most people too. They get an idea from somebody and then they just take it in their own way. And it's a natural thing because it were, it's being filtered through the consciousness of us. And it'll never come out exactly the same as the first person. So I don't, I don't think there's any great fear of copied or anything like that. I think it's just, uh, hey, look at this technique. Look at that technique. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Um, are there possibilities here? Is this something we can play with? Is, does this give a, a new dimension, a new, a new tack on something, a new way to look at something? Um, and that's kind of fun, you know, because and it can happen in the most indiscriminate moments I mean you're thinking like maybe the person isn't even intent on teaching but they just say something or they just express something in a way that just takes you down a rabbit hole of discovery and uh, next thing you know you are off and running in a new direction and having a great time and uh but then there are other times there are other times when you go or not you go but when when some of us go into the craft room and we just have to put all of our feelings out onto the page maybe it's an emotional dump it's a it's an emotional release like sometimes uh people will produce what i call sad art where you can just feel the angst and the pain and the emotion and uh um this certainly has its place and its purpose and and um uh, some people feel it really helps with um, sorting their mind out and their thoughts and it's not everything is bottled up inside but it's expressed on the paper and then it can it almost like it, it takes it out of them and it puts it on the paper so the person can sit back and just reflect and maybe look at things from a new perspective a different perspective or just feel like they got it off their chest and maybe that's all that needed to happen and that's in it the the wonderfulness of the experience so um, there's so many different things with the psychology of crafting. So many reasons. Um, also, how about the, the Zen experience of the repetition of mindless minutiae type tasks, but there's a sense of peace that, that comes from it. You know, the uh, art, the Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance, it's almost the futility of it all because the motorcycle will eter- eternally break down no matter what you do and you're always eternally fixing it. Um, but there sometimes can be great joy just in the process. I mean, there can be great joy in the process of doing dishes if you just get lost in it and you just start thinking and and uh, feeling the warm water, the soapy water, and just watching something dirty go clean. And you just have a good old, grand old time at it. It doesn't always have to just be washing the dishes. It can be um, magnificent and uh, magical if you let it. And um, I mean, there's, you know, obviously books written on all of that and how deep you can go into zen-like experiences and meditative. A lot of these art-like experiences are meditative to some degree. It's a certain sense of relaxing and disconnecting from oneself, almost to find oneself. Kind of neat. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot of psychology and I I would say spirituality and um, philosophy and deep thinking in art. And there's also a lot of um, play and fantasy and uh, uh, just exploration of uh, maybe 
lands unknown, charted, un uncharted lands that nobody's ever experienced or seen because they live in our imagination. And, and, and through our art, we can take people there with us, which is kind of nice. Um, you know, sometimes when you look at fantasy art, it's just so beautiful. You just, you look at these beautiful, magical butterfly fairy things and you just think, wow, you know, wouldn't that be really neat? Um, and you just kind of transcend somebody into a different, uh, different place and time from where they were at that moment. It may only last for a fraction of a second, just a fraction of a second, but for that fraction of a second, wow, was that glorious. We just went somewhere, you know, and that's how art can be. And, and, um, or it can just be something for the producer of the art. Maybe it doesn't transcend anybody anywhere. Maybe it's just, you know. A, a, a purple polka dot on a white piece of paper and a million and one people will come by and look at that and see a million and one different things right what do they say about a, a picture's worth a thousand words and uh you know is it about the dot or is it about the white space around the dot is the dot you how about that <laughs> um the tai chi of the dot i don't know um I'm, there's probably a million ways to look at it but um uh, you know what I think it is, is that, uh, um, not in all art, but in most art, there's, there aren't words, mostly it's picture and, um, in, inference, uh, or inferring a feeling or a thought or an emotion, maybe through color, drama, feel, intrigue, shadow, light, um, you know, if you drew an angel, an angel can be beautiful and soft and welcoming and nurturing. An angel could be dark and scary and um, um, foreboding and like so many things. So it just depends on how you choose to express it. And all can be real and true in the land of the imagination. So there are a lot of ways to think about um, how our thoughts affect our expressions on our on our little papers, <laughs> our little innocent papers that are willing to accept and um, just go with whatever we give them. And uh, I think we, if we really just let go and give ourselves to the papers and just say, it's okay, we're just going to have fun today, no matter what, we're just going to explore deeply today, or we're going to be um, in, we're just going to look for some peace on the papers today. Maybe we just need a little peace in our lives. And somehow with the papers, with, maybe with the sound of the paper, a lot of us love the sound of the crinkling in that. There's peace in that. There's mindlessness. There is, um, I mean, in a meditative way, there's like you can get lost in the sounds. And then there's the, the whole ASMR, um, you know, crinkle, crunch, sound of paper. Uh, I don't know. My, my paper never sounds that great when I try and make it on the, on the, <laughs> on the, in the videos, but, uh, the, I guess people must have really amazing microphones or something to pick up these little, these little sounds of paper. But I think it's, um, you know, everything reaches into our psyche somewhere and we, we pull from it and we're either pulled towards it or we're repelled by it or we're intrigued and we're not sure and we're in the exploration phase of like whoa what's that all about I've never, never really heard about that or thought about it or maybe this thing with the sounds with the ASMR we, we kind of innately knew but we never really put a word or a name to it before and all of a sudden now it's it's a thing and uh you know that's kind of interesting all, all to itself somebody put a name to it it's like um the unspoken 
you know, we all know it, but it's unspoken. And uh, so kind of kind of neat to think about. So I'm just drawing some butterflies here while I'm hanging out with you and um, just seeing where this takes me and where it takes us in our conversation. Let's see, I've got some purple and blue and green butterflies on this page. Let's see if I can make a little bit of a soft pink one in. I love a good little pink butterfly. And uh, I'm trying to draw, okay, what I did was I put it, I got a rubber stamp and it's the same stamp and I just stamped the rubber, uh, the butterfly stamp all over the page and I'm trying to see how many different ways I can color the same form, how many different, uh, not only colors that I use, but ways that I color it. Like maybe I'm going to use some firmer strokes or maybe I'm going to do more shading on one. Maybe I'm going to have uh, pink upper wings and purple lower wings and then reverse it on the next one you know just to see just to see where it all goes and how it all feels trying to look at things differently and um also just trying to see what fun can be had that's right here that I don't have to run out and buy and it just can uh sometimes quiet the mind and let the mind focus on what it has in front of it as opposed to feeling the deep need for running out buying a zillion supplies but just playing with what you got sometimes you just need a few colors and a, you know a few moments yeah I would say a few moments to go explore those colors and uh, maybe it's those moments that are maybe um, the most challenging in life because we can get so caught up in the busies you know when you get caught up in the busies it doesn't leave a lot of room for art because art can always be shoved to the back where into the um it's not important but it's fulfilling you know um they talk about that in psychology but the things that are important and urgent we tend to do quickly things that are urgent we do first things that are important and urgent um we do second things that are just important um uh, maybe we do third but then there's the things that are you know fulfilling and maybe are not urgent boy do those get shoved to the back of the line but those are the the sweet buttercream of life, you know, that's where things feel good and uh, maybe more needs to, time needs to be spent in those. I'm trying to actively spend more time with those, make those come first, do those first in the day if that's possible. And then you kind of feel like, hey, the day was a pretty good day because I feel more fulfilled, even though maybe I didn't get all my busy work done. Maybe there's three more loads of laundry that still have to get tackled. Maybe I didn't, you know, make it uh, down to pick up the lawnmower piece or something like that. But you know what? Um, maybe I meditated today or maybe I did some yoga or maybe I played with my art and maybe I did, um, green petals today just because. And, uh, so you never know. You never know how, where, where this stuff can take you. Um, and, uh, it's always a new adventure. Every time you sit down, you're never the same person sitting down to your art. You ever notice how sometimes your your hands work better than other times? Like you can, sometimes you can you can draw your stickmen like nobody's business, and other times you just like those stickmen. They just will not come out. They don't even look like stickmen. And um, yeah, it's like it's not the same person even drawing, or it's not the same mindset, or not the same um, heart set. I don't know how to describe it, but it's. Uh, just a, a, a little different part of you that's being expressed on that day and it's all good and I think the thing is just to let it be and not fight it let's say that you know it's, it's not uh, 
not happening for you on one day, that's all right. That's okay. Come back another day. It's okay. And just uh, be thankful for what the experience was. You know, sometimes you can finally get that minute, minute alone and you're all set up and you got nothing. The well is empty and uh, there's nowhere to go with it. And you just, you know, think to yourself, oh, just, I can't believe it. I, I finally coordinated. All the kids are occupied. You know, my mate is, you know, fishing or something, whatever. And uh, I finally have some quiet time and nothing's coming. And that's okay too. We just got to let that happen because sometimes that does happen. And uh, there's no reason beating yourself up or anybody else. You've just kind of got to embrace that, embrace that situation. And just, uh, you can either color anyway, which I highly recommend. Just even if, if, if it's not working, just keep coloring and just keep going. Because it, the minute you give up on it, that's where it freezes in time. And if you never take it past that point, the possibility of it becoming something that you, is really inspiring to you might just be the next three strokes of the crayon or the pencil or the pen, whatever it is. So especially, I, I encourage you, if, if something has just got the ugly, hobbly gobblies about it, um, just stick with it. Just stick with it or you can't ruin it any more than it is. So just stick with it and keep going. And if it becomes a big fat nothing, so be it. You already, you already knew that. Go, you could see it. So it was no big, it's no surprise to anybody. <laughs> but if, uh, if sometimes you'll surprise yourself if you just stick with it. And it's like, huh, I didn't think that would look good. It's kind of not look so bad now. And then all of a sudden you start your like imagination freight train and your mind will start uh, firing up and going, yeah, well, if you thought that was good, let me show you this. And uh, grab your yellow. You never grab your yellow. Okay, I'm grabbing my yellow. I do. I never grab my yellow. Here's my yellow. Um, grab your yellow and put some yellow in there. How about that, huh? Yeah. So embracing the colors we don't normally play with. You know, playing with some papers we don't normally play with. Play with those rubber stamps we kind of ignore. Um, you know, a lot of you know op- op- possibilities out there that uh, exist if we would only relax into them. And uh, let our minds explore them and not negate them so quickly. Uh, be very uh, aware when you say to yourself, no, 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 in your art. Because uh, at the minute you say no, a world of possibilities falls off of the edge of a cliff. And uh, I know how it feels that everything is committal when you put your pen or pencil down to the paper and you make that stroke that, oh, yeah, now I'm committed, I, I gotta go forward. It's like, there, there it is. Now I've, I've already lost a million possibilities, but also you've created a million more that weren't there before that stroke came down. So try and remind yourself of that, <laughs> that um, there's always a thousand possibilities no matter what. And uh, when you feel like you want to give up just a few more strokes, give yourself like commit to like, I'm going to do five more attempts or whatever this is. And before I decide whether I'm going to scrap the whole thing or maybe I'll continue and, and just see maybe something will tweak and uh, a new lightness of being will uh, enter the space and uh, maybe into you too. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Or me. <laughs> I'd be very happy about that too. And uh, okay, so now how many butterflies? We have one, two, three, four, five, six. And they're all different. They came from the same rubber stamp. So they are, um, you know, blood butterflies of their brethren butterflies. Uh, but they all look a little unique. And they were all little plays of the imagination. And um, all very different. But each in their own right. Um, they expressed a moment in time 
of where I was at at that moment and it was just captured. So I encourage you just to grab a few basic things and just sit down and play and just, you know, don't look at a clock, turn the phone down, definitely turn the phone over or off, whatever you need to do to give yourself a sacred space that's not interrupted for even five minutes. You know, it can make a world of difference as to where your brain goes, your mind goes the rest of the day. It could be full of adventure or, or not. And it's your choice. It's always your choice. It's always been your choice. And um, remember, you can make that choice every day for yourself. And with that, have an awesome day. Happy crafting. And we will be talking to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.